Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. The podcast is on a slightly different schedule this week. We did not have a new episode earlier in the week because Atlanta Housewives was on a break for the Super Bowl. This will be the only episode of the podcast this week, and unfortunately, we will not be doing the recaps. However, recaps will return on Sunday night with not just the Real Houses of Atlanta. Also, I'm adding Summer House into the rotation, so that will start Sunday night. Check the podcast feed. And in the meantime... I have three great interviews for you guys, and I am so excited for you guys to hear my chat with Meredith Marks from The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. I'm done engaging on the conversation. She engaged on the conversation with me. We talk all about the season, the reunion that's airing this week, her face mask that she wore in the finale. We mention it all. Also, after the Meredith Marks interview, I'll play an interview I did with Alice and Janney, Queen Icon Legend, who uh, unfortunately I didn't have much time with Alice and Janney. I was only able to get a small little sliver of her time, but I tried to make the most of it. And she's in a new movie called Breaking News in Yuba County, which is out this weekend. Check that out. And Allison was great. Ah, I wish I had more time. I I wish I could have talked to her for hours. Hours I wanted. Uh, And then after that interview, I have a chat with Wiley, who's part of this new documentary on HBO Max that I think I mentioned. It's called Fake Famous. And he and I talk uh, a little bit about social media and the whole experience of doing that documentary. I think it's really fascinating. If you haven't watched that, uh, check that out. So before I play any of those chats, I do just uh, want to mention that whenever I have a housewife on the show, you know, I always buckle up. I buckle up, I grab hold of my seat, and I uh, embrace myself for impact because I know on social media within the world of Bravo social media, it's always a little bit dicey, you know, because everyone has their faves and people can be, let's say, very intense on housewives Twitter, on housewives Instagram. You know, if you have someone who's not someone's fave, they'll yell at you, say, why didn't you have that person on? I hate this person. You know, it's always a lot. 
And, uh, you know, I feel that way when I'm talking on social media about the housewives too. You know, you give an opinion, people come and yell at you. And it happens too with other things. There's other fan bases online. For instance, I like to tweet about the view. Whenever I tweet about the view, I get, it's a lot of intense messages. The replies are always super intense yelling at you, yelling at you. Um, but I did this week discover that there's a portion of the world of social media. There's a fan portion of social media that I feel right at home in. You know, I often on my Instagram, I post this thing called JC Tuesdays. JC Shazay, my king, my prince, uh, silky voiced prince, uh, of course, from NSYNC. I sometimes post these videos of him on Tuesdays. I did it all holiday season. And one of the things I discovered is that the J.C. Shazay portion of the internet is filled with the most kind people. And I think to myself, today I really thought, I was like, maybe that's where I'm meant to be. You know, like maybe here I am exploring Housewives. I talk Bravo on this podcast and pop culture. And I'm like, maybe I just need to uh, stick exclusively to J.C. Shazay content, because I swear those people, there's all these J.C. fan accounts that come at me, and they're so nice. Every last one of them is so nice. There's one, Shazay Daily, I think it's called, always so nice to me. You know, they're send, they send me J.C. Uh, clips, and they say, uh, we love that you love J.C. They're just so supportive and kind, just like our king, J.C. Um, but I was thinking about it today. I'm like, maybe I am in the wrong market. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I need to pivot. I need to pivot to J.C. Shazay and let let that whole world blow me up with their love. You know what I'm saying? Because I get uh, so nice, so nice. Um, but, you know, it's hard for me to break away from the housewives world because I love it too much. I love Bravo. I love this Meredith Marks. You know, I've been falling in love with her more and more every week, more and more. With the finale when she had that face mask on, it was so insane, so unhinged, and I loved it. I loved it. I'm so obsessed with this season of The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. So I hope you guys enjoy my chat with her. We talk about the reunion, all that kind of good stuff. I will play that first, and then we'll lead right into those other interviews. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch these interviews. I'll try to put them up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino. And the number one, if you want to support this podcast, you can get our merch. We have everythingiconic.store. Also, there's a Patreon page where I'm doing Sex in the City recaps. Check that out. Uh, and with all of that said, and without further ado, oh, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Here I am. I just interrupted what I was going to say. Uh, the Super Bowl. Did you watch the halftime show? It was good. I like the week. I like his music. Although, like I said, I, I would have liked there to be a female presence in the halftime show. I was like waiting for Ariana Grande or someone to pop in. I would have loved J.C. Shazay to pop in there. You know, let's see him uh, start singing about that. Remember that song he did, that Some Girls Dance With Women? Let's get him on the Super Bowl. You know, where's the justice? Where's the justice? I'm already pivoting to J.C. This podcast is now going to be a J.C. Shazay podcast. That's what it's going to pivot to. Anyway, okay, let's get to our interviews. Uh, you guys, please enjoy my chat with Meredith Marks from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I would That's just why say, I hey, think guys. I'm going to have to disengage. Meredith, how are you today? I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm very excited. And I was very nervous about wh what to wear. And I settled on sort of this like sweatshirt, which I know is not fancy, but like you always are bringing us uh, so many looks and I felt like a pressure. Well, you shouldn't feel pressure because I think you look very cute. But um, yeah, I love fashion. It's fun. Okay. That the face mask, Meredith, tell me <laughs> what, how did that come about? I loved it. So I did too, obviously, or I wouldn't have done it. Um, there were a lot of factors that came into that face mask. I had done 
Um, that w- that took place at the end of February, and a couple weeks before was New York Fashion Week, and I had done a collaboration doing the um, jewelry for Christian Cowan in his uh, Fashion Week show in New York, and I'd say. I don't know, at least half a dozen of the models came out with these, you know, crystal mesh masks on, which he last season used a ton of crystal mesh in his collection. It was very, very cool. And when I saw them come out and kind of knowing where things were sitting in my world at that point in time, I was like, wait a second, this is perfect. This is like my protection, my disengagement, my everything and fashion all rolled into one. And it was kind of like, I was very nervous about COVID very early on because I have a production office in Hong Kong. So I I knew, mm. you know, so I was sort of like, this is a little, it will be kind of cool because it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Of course, I didn't really understand the magnitude or I wouldn't have made light of it, but yeah. none of us did back then. So. But it was ahead of its time. Have you worn it again during this uh, <laughs> pandemic? I have not because I really have been pretty low key during the pandemic. I have thankfully crossed my fingers knock on wood had not have not had covid um and i have been trying to live my life as normally as i can in terms of business socially of course it's very calm and quiet but i have had to travel and do things and so i i really am pretty cautious on the social front because i'm trying to stay healthy and safe that's that's good and how are you feeling uh, with the season? Now you've wrapped. What's it been like? This is your first time on first season on Housewives. How are you feeling now that the season is over? We still have the reunions, but how are you feeling? Yes. So I feel like I got a great education in so many different ways. Um, uh, personally, it was a major growth experience, you know, a lot of introspection, a lot of um, working on communication, both in my marriage with my family, and of course, with all of the women, uh, very, very focused on, you know, how you you do communicate, how you do engage, how you disengage. um, Meredith, I love when you use I, I at first, I was like, not I wasn't into it. And then now I want to hear you every single episode talk about engaging or disengaging or not engaging. (laughs) I love it. Well, I think it's important to know, you know, there are times where it works and times where it just doesn't work and you're fighting an uphill battle and there's no point, like spare yourself the, you know, the uh, nastiness and just forget it. So, you know, so that to me was a very big deal. And also I had not really watched very much reality TV prior to this. Um, I really had watched like Right before we started, I tried to watch one episode from each franchise of Housewives to try to get a gist of what it was. And that was definitely not the best way to do it. I should have watched at least a full season of one, but I didn't know, you know, I was learning. And so now I feel like I understand a lot more about even just what was going on because I get the process a little bit more um, of just how it all works. And um, so, yeah, I learned a lot. Sure. I want to go back to something you just said about uh, about protecting. And I thought you said something so profound in the finale where you said you needed to protect your space. And to me, that's like such a, a big lesson. And I, I just found it wonderful. Have you always had that sort of instinct of like, I need to protect my space, my, my positive energy and all of that? I mean... I'd like to say yes, always, but no, I kind of, it's always something I've been aware of 
And there are a lot of times where I say, oh, no, no. And I kind of second guess myself. And, and the irony is, is when, when Jen walked up to talk to me, I was talking to um, Jared ab about that exact subject. You know, every time that I've sort of doubt, not trusted my instincts with somebody, I've been burned. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I try to, but, you know, we're all human and we sort of are like, oh, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I misread this. I misunderstood this, you know, and I have to get better about just being super self-protective because it's yeah. important. It's for yeah. all of us, you know. Totally. Uh, especially now when I feel like we're all kind of dealing with with some sort of anxiety and, and world depression with the pandemic and everything going on. It's a lot mentally, I think. It uh, is. What what is going on with you and Jen now? You you told her in the finale you said I'm going to need to have some time to see how you change your actions. Has she changed? What's going on? Um, you know, I have seen certain cha things change and other things that have not. Um, I definitely need to protect my space. <laughs> that has not changed. Um. I don't know. I I think I think she is trying, but I, again, I have I have to see. Only time will tell through actions. You know, you can apologize a million and one times, and 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 you can, you know, acknowledge wrongdoing, and you can ask for forgiveness and everything else. But at the end of the day, what's done is done, and it's about how are you going to behave moving forward towards someone, right. and that's. That's it. You know, we watched it as an audience and it often felt like Jen went from zero to a hundred. And I wondered it, being in those moments, uh, whether it be at Sharif's birthday party or uh, the Vegas dinner that you guys never, did you guys eat that night at the dinner? No, you guys didn't <laughs> no. Oh my God. Um, but did you feel, what were you thinking in those moments? Did you know that Jen can, can escalate in that way? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I had not really seen that prior. Um, I had seen a, a little glimpse of it once a while back at a, a dinner where she kind of like got a little edgy with Whitney for a moment, um, but but nowhere near the level of what, what we saw, you know, last winter. Um, so I don't know. I, I was, I mean, really when I was most taken by surprise was that, my birthday, we want to call it that, um, you know, where I walked into the room and she and Mary were like, just going at it. And I was kind of like, oh, whoa, wait, what happened? But I didn't see the lead into that. So I didn't really know one way or the other how they got there. I just walked in midstream. Mm -hmm. So really, it was at the 20s party that when it, you know, I was the one under attack where I was like, wait, what, you know, where did this even come from? And, and in my head, I'm like, what are you even talking about? You have no problem with Mary. You guys made up like, who cares? What is the big deal here? Right. And so I was just completely blindsided by that. Um, so yeah, I was pretty surprised. You know, sometimes it was hard to follow a little bit with, with Jen in terms of like her relationship with the other women, even specifically Whitney. It's like we had watched her make up with Whitney. And then, of course, we found out later in Vegas that uh, she wasn't quite over it with Whitney. And uh, so that was that was confusing. And I think a lot of fans had maybe thought she plays it up or or she's trying to drive storyline forward. Was that your experience or do you think this is she was just acting naturally? 
I have no idea. I have no way of knowing what's going on in anyone else's head except my own. Um, I can, I'm, I'm trying to get my head around what's going on in my husband and children's heads. So I definitely cannot predict what's going on in Jennifer Shaw's head. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I, I um, you know, there's nothing wrong with her not being over what happened with Whitney. What's the, the problem I had with it is the same thing with Mary. If you tell someone that you know, you forgive them, you accept their apology, we're good, clean slate, we're moving forward, then that's where you're at. And that's specifically why I didn't tell Jen that because mm-hmm. I wasn't there and I didn't want to mislead her into thinking that. Right. Uh, what are you making of the fan response to the uh, to you specifically and also the show? I mean, on my podcast, I I hope I do a loving impression of you. I, you know, I love your impression okay, of me. Yeah. I laugh every time I hear okay, it. Good. It cracks me up. Oh, good. I was nervous. But. I was like, I hope she's not, doesn't hate it at all. Um, oh, but I, love I, it. I think you do have a, a specific way of talking and I, I am fascinated and love it. But um, what do you make of the fan response to you? Because I feel like, and maybe this is just me projecting, but I feel like you're one of those people, the people that love you, like, ride hard for you. Do, do you notice, do you feel that? Yeah, I do. And and I feel like overall, I've gotten quite a bit of love. I mean, there are always going to be haters out there and that's fine. I don't really care what the haters think or say or do. I mean, once in a while I'll respond and correct something that's just factually wrong. But basically speaking, I kind of don't care. Like yeah. if you don't like me, you don't like me. I am, I, I, I am who I am and uh, love it or leave it. So, you know, that's, that's kind of it. I don't, I don't worry about it. Um, People have always made commentary about my voice my whole life. So that's not a surprise at all. Some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it. They think it grates on their nerves, whatever. I can't change it. It It is what it it is. I love it. Uh, Speaking of um, continuing on, um, I think you, some that might've come up, but have you heard anything about season two? Are you a go? You're going to be back for season two. Andy said it's coming back and you're going to be back, right? Well, I, 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 yes, I heard Andy said that. I don't think it's technically been fully a go from everybody. So um, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Have to if wait Meredith, if it doesn't come back, I swear I will riot the Bravo offices. Like I, <laughs> I love this. I'll show go so out much. there with you. How's that? We'll go. <laughs> I will be picketing. I, whatever we got to do, I'll, I'll be doing uh, contacting my reps because we need this back. Um, I think it's it's so fun. Uh, how do you uh, feel about the Brooks? Brooks, your son has also had like a large presence on the show, and with that, of course, comes criticism and and people who love uh, him as well. Um, How are you handling that? Yeah, I mean, you know, overall, I think that the majority of people have been pretty receptive to Brooks and he is a personality. He's a strong personality. I think most people do like it. Um, Of course, there are some people who don't and you never want to see negative things about your children. I like couldn't care less what anyone has to say about me. Of course, when you see something about your child, it stings a bit more. And I mean, at the end of it, you know, you asked me early on with with Jen how I felt about if I saw a change. And quite frankly, the biggest issue for me in not seeing the change was the way she responded on Twitter and Instagram to to the um, 
conflict with Brooks and that I feel like she retweeted and liked and, and so on and so forth and herself tweeted some negative things about him and kind of incited some people against him that, you know, weren't hard to incite because they already didn't really like him um, and called him a liar, which is just not true. We all saw naked vagina that night. So. Well, I wondered if there was something else to is. that. Was there something else that we missed? Because I, I, I was going to ask that with Jen because it did seem like she, she had kind of gone hard for Brooks and I wondered if we missed something. Yeah, I mean, of course, like you guys it's are seeing little snippets, you know, yeah, there are always yeah. moments. And of course, especially because this is your first time meeting us, our first, you know, season, we all have lives going into this, you know, and um, and even just the night at my house, what, what you don't know is that she was coming over. She had called me that day. She knew Chloe had just come into town, was coming over to meet Chloe. It was and then we were going to go out after. So it was supposed to be like a family time in my home. And she was, you know, talking with the kids about things that before even the kicks that were uncomfortable for them, you know, asking Chloe all these questions about her boyfriend who she was on a break with. And it just, it was very, it was a lot and, and it was fine. You know, it just, they were a little bit uncomfortable and rightfully so. Um, She's not someone who's been to my house every Tuesday and Thursday, like she represented. She had been there, I think, three, maximum four times Mm -hmm. before this, met Brooks maybe twice before. It was the first time she met Chloe. It was just a lot for them. And that's okay. You know, they just were uncomfortable. And in my view, all she needed to do was not even acknowledge what happened. All she had to do was say, of course, I'd never want your children to be uncomfortable. And we would have moved on entirely and never said another word about it. But that's not what happened, as we all know. Right. Uh, I got to talk about Seth. Is Seth in Utah? Is he in Canton? You know, I'm from just, I have a lot of family in Canton and I'm from oh, Solon. Really? Yeah, I'm from Solon, Ohio, which is very close to Canton. Um, but I ride hard for Ohio. I was getting mad at you, Meredith. I was like, <laughs> do not talk trash about Ohio or Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years, Meredith. We were okay. so mad at you. You can't be mad at me. First of all, Chicago has my heart forever. (laughs) Chicago will always have my heart. It's just right now, not a great place to be. And we had kept a residence there up until, I don't know, just a few months ago, because with COVID and the rioting and just everything going on there, we were not spending any time there. Um, But uh, Ohio, what's interesting is people think that I'm like hating on Ohio and I was not hating on Ohio. I never said anything bad about Ohio. I was saying, I don't want to move again. We've moved so many times. It was just so much. And it was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this again and again. And then of course COVID hits and what do I do? He's in Ohio. What am I? And he's in essentials. He never shut down his business. So who's sitting at home in quarantine? Me. Who's got to go to Ohio? Me. So that's what happened. So he's and in Ohio. He's in Canton right now. Yeah. So he's part-time there, part-time here. So he'll, okay. he'll be here on, well, he just called. You're supposed to come tomorrow. Now he's going to have to come in on Saturday. So he'll spend about 10 days here and then he'll go back there for, you know, a week or two and then come back and forth. Meredith, I got to imagine it must have been very difficult to relive the times you two had gone through on the show. I mean, we saw very, there was a specific moment where you guys were in a bedroom hugging that, that really felt like so raw to me. And I was, as I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking, oh my God, I, I couldn't imagine watching a moment like that, that I have with my boyfriend on TV. So what was it like watching it back? So I watched that 
several times and I cry every single time. I don't ever want to watch it again because I don't want to cry anymore, (laughs) but it's intense. It's very intense. I think it was watching everything back was a lot harder on me than it was on Seth. He was very much like, oh, who cares? We've moved on, you know, whatever, let it go. And I was, it was a harder struggle for me for some reason. I don't know why, maybe because it was more, you know, focused on me than on him. Mm -hmm. I I don't really know. I had, he didn't, he was fine. Yeah. I had a much harder time go, going back. And also, I have to really pay attention. He really doesn't. You know, he can yeah. kind of watch the show lightly, not pay that much attention. I'm like intense. I'm like, I've got to watch again and again and yeah. again. And it's like you keep replaying it over and over. And, and how are you guys now? <laughs> you guys are good now? We are. We are. We're really good now. Um, I think we're honestly in the strongest place we, we have been. And we just keep getting stronger. And and more connected. This is, um, you know, we have had some time apart, um, but we're probably at a point right now where I am really, you know, here for the winter and um, it's high season. I have to be here. I've done what I can in in Ohio for him and, you know, done what I could do to be there for him. But now he's got to make the effort to come here for a bit, which will always be a little bit more stressful just because you know when it's off season here it's very easy for me to go somewhere else for him it's never easy so we'll see how it all how it all goes i'm super like positive we feel great we feel very connected even though we are right now in separate cities we're you know using our tools to manage it's it's hard though it's hard being apart it really is Uh, Switching gears a little bit, you know, I love my Heather Gay and it was so nice to see you guys have like this, a moment, I think it was the only time, forgive me, maybe it happened before, but in the finale, you guys had a scene together and it was really sweet. And I, I just, I hope we see more of your relationship. How are you guys? We're great. Heather and I have um, fun. We actually went on her podcast the other day, which was really fun. Um, you know, it's good. It's, it's good. I honestly, I am pretty good with everybody. The only one who I'm really not engaging with very much is Jen, you know, but otherwise, you know, everyone, I, we're, we're good. Don't engage. Don't engage with her. I don't need to engage until I'm ready. What about the Mary of it all? Now, this is a question that comes up a lot, and I don't know if you're even going to be able to answer it. So forgive me. Just tell me to shut up if you're not able to. But there has been a lot of speculation in terms of Mary uh, not being a housewife and then was added late as a housewife and so had to film some scenes after the season wrapped. And that's why she was in the closet so much. And you know, not appearing at the group vacations. Like, can you clear any of that up? Um, What I can tell you is she was always a housewife. Okay. She was always a housewife. I I can't really get into details of how things unfolded. That's sort of Mary's story to tell on her own, but she was always a housewife. Right. We wanted her on the vacation. I wanted her, even though I love the vacation. Me too. But (laughs) Um, Meredith, I ask everyone these next two questions, and then I'm going to get in some questions that people sent in. But I always ask everyone, uh, if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, and you can't choose Seth, although I did have people write (laughs) in about how people wrote me and said, like, tell her that Seth is sexy. Like somebody did. I'll have to find that one. um, So who would you choose? It has to be like an actor or a... So it can't be my husband. Well, then you know who it has to be. This isn't that hard. What? Andy. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy's sexy. 
Um, He's sexy, and, and and I'm allowed to say it without getting in any trouble. <laughs> no threat there. <laughs> um, and then also, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Mariah Carey song? You know, I'm a big Mariah um, fan. Oh yeah, uh, Mariah, Mariah, uh, obsessed. Oh my God, that's a good one. That's a good choice. I, I appreciate that. Okay, so these are some questions that people wrote into the Everything Iconic Patreon. Um, let's see. Oh, Allison Salzberg, or Salzberg wants to know, can you tell us a little bit more about how you started your jewelry line and how it got so popular with A-list celebrities? Yes. Um, so I started my collection in the height of the recession um, about 12 years ago. And I had always had a major passion for jewelry. It was like just what I loved, obsessed. Uh, <laughs> to go back to my song. Yeah. Uh, and I was in real estate development and I owned the, a, a health club in Chicago. And I was mugged one morning and I was like, I'm not doing anything I want to be doing. I'm selling everything. I have three small children. And so I got rid of all of the projects I was working on. I sold everything in as is condition, so on and so forth, which was a blessing in disguise because we all know the market crashed right after. And I kind of took time off. I was day trading at home with the kids. And so I was kind of like the markets were crazy. Everything was crazy. The world was falling apart. And I thought, I want to do what I love. And I so I took classes at the GIA which is the Gemological Institute of America, and um, kind of dove in head first. I went with Seth. He had a business trip to Hong Kong and India, and I know a lot of the stones are sourced there. And so I started learning what I was doing, and that was it. And everyone thought I was insane because nobody starts a luxury business in the height of the worst recession of our lifetime. Blah, 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 blah. But it's what made it easy because the barriers to entry were, were much lower. People needed business and I was not carrying any inventory going in. So I was able to run things very lean and, and do it. And then with the celebrities, a lot of it started actually from um, a boutique that I sold to a long time ago in LA um, where they shopped and, uh, you know, like I know Chelsea Handler, Courtney Cox, they were the big boutique? clients there. Satine. Okay. Do you remember? They had several locations. Um, but, uh, it's a long time ago. It's like 10 years ago. What was the health and club in Chicago? What was. It was right across the street from Gibson's. Okay. Rush. Okay. Upstairs. Yeah. I used to live in Chicago around, or this was around 2007, eight ish. Was I had just closed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, that's we when I lived in, in Chicago. closed in about but. 2005. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So I just, that, you know, it started with that. And then of course you learn how the game works and you start reaching out to stylists and, you know, learning how to place things and editors. And that's did, did you really work with a happened. stylist this season on housewives or did you, uh, kind of cultivate all your looks on your own or how did that work out? For the most part on my own, um, I had someone help me very early on. And then um, I kind of felt like it wasn't, I wasn't really getting my exact vibe that I wanted for myself. And so then I did um, a lot of stuff after that on my own. Brooks helped me quite a bit with things. Um, And then at like some of the things at the tail end, more like, you know, the, um, the shoot for the uh, intro and stuff like that. 
I had, I, by then I had a stylist helping me, Matthew Alexander, who is still helping me now. Do you have a favorite look from your confessionals? Mm, probably the pink dress because, well, it's my favorite designer and I love pink. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, Laura, Laura McCallum wants to know, uh, would you ever consider making a jewelry line um, with more accessible pricing? Yes. And that is something I am working on. I have a couple things in the works right now that um, will be exciting for people along those lines. Yes. Right. Working on it soon. Give, give me a little time. <laughs> things are a little slow with COVID right now. It's a little bit harder to get things done than normal, but it is in the works. You know, you and Lisa had a little uh, kerfuffle. I don't know if that's, is that a word? That's a word. Um, how yeah, are you guys right. doing now? She was a little upset that, you know, she, you hadn't maybe revealed so much about your relationship with Seth to her. Yeah, I saw that she w- was upset. We're fine. I mean, Lisa and I are good. We don't, you know, have a problem. We are friends. We love each other. You know, issues arise between friends and you discuss them and resolve them and come to terms with whatever it is. Um, when I saw Lisa's comment on that, on one hand, I did feel a little bit badly because that's never pleasant being in a group environment. But on the other hand, I was kind of like, well, this isn't really about you. It's about me and my family mm-hmm. and doing what was, you know, right for my family. And so I kind of was like, well, how did this turn into something about Lisa rather than about me and Seth? So I, I get it though. It's, you know, I, I, probably would have felt the same way for a fleeting moment if I were on the other side of it. And, and it was fleeting. She was fine. Like we're fine. You know, it was not like she was holding, I think she was just kind of talking herself through it. And Lisa does a lot of talking herself through things. Like she's very verbal. And if she has a problem, she likes to talk her way out of it. And so that's to me kind of just what it was. I didn't think much of it. Uh, this is a very important question, Meredith. Irina Katz wants to know, why did the fire and smoke alarm go off during the water leak? What's the connection? That was That was insane. so funny. <laughs> that was beyond. I was just like, this is, I, I mean, I couldn't have planned it on the morning of a fashion show, you know? So what happened was the toilet in Chloe's bathroom, I guess, had like a bad wax ring or whatever. And it started leaking and we didn't know, you know, cause we weren't, she wasn't in town. And so uh, all of a sudden the smoke alarm's going off. And what happened was, I guess the water had dripped all the way down to the lower, lower level. You know, we had a whole other level below what you guys saw. Okay. And um, there was a smoke alarm. And as soon as the water got into the alarm, it just wouldn't stop. And we were, I was like, what is going on here? Are we under siege? (laughs) It felt like just like a moment you couldn't even script, like a comedy writer couldn't even script anything that funny. Was uh, Emily, Emily Gaish or gosh wants to know, was Lisa really driving that slow when you guys were on the track? Was she slow? (laughs) So yes, she was. But I think um, from what she told me, she had, I guess her instructor said, do you want to do a, a, a technical lesson? And she said, yes. So I think she kind of intended to drive slow because she was okay. kind of like learning technique. I, I don't know. I'm not really a driver. You know, I was pretty proud of myself in that moment. <laughs> um, what, uh, who did you think was the shadiest watching the whole season back? You're watching everyone's confessionals. Was there one woman that you thought, man, they really went hard in their confessionals that upset you? Um, 
I mean, the shadiest towards me, we all know, is obviously Jen. Like, that's not up for debate. Um, I don't know that I was, like, shocked by anything in her confessionals. I mean, there were a couple things where I was just kind of like, oh, well, really? Okay, you know, whatever. But by that, at the time we got to, you know, seeing all this, it was sort of, I was at a point where, yeah, nothing is going to really surprise me there. But, you know, she was definitely the shadiest to me, for sure. Okay, tell me about the reunion. I think the the trailer we got for it looks amazing. I'm so excited. The set also, I feel like not enough people are talking about how beautiful the set is because it looks like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, it looks so good. It was insane. It was gorgeous. Like, when I walked out there, I was just astounded. And it was like, it is amazing. It is like, amazing. They threw the and, Orange and County Housewives. Of- Orange County Housewives were in like a warehouse somewhere. There was no set design. And then Salt Lake City, I'm like, oh my God, this is a beautiful snowy set. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And I think people will talk more. I think that, you know, when you're looking at those previews, they're so quick right. and everyone's just like trying to get the gist of, wait, what's going on? And and even me, I'm looking and watching and I'm like, did I really say that? You know, <laughs> like, cause you don't remember. It's a long day, you know, you're like, did I really say that? I don't know. Um, but yes, I did. And uh, so I, I think it's just so quick and, and when it actually airs next week, people will have a huge appreciation for it because it was insanely beautiful. Really and was amazing. it nerve wracking? How did it all go? The reunion? I was very nervous going into it because I really didn't understand all that much of what to expect, um, which I don't think anyone really could until you do it. But uh, so, yes, I was very nervous. I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea how, you know, everyone else was kind of going into it where they're, heads were out on everything because you know you hear so many things and you talk to one another but it's like you're like are they just kind of playing a head game with me or are they telling me the truth you know you don't really know and so yeah I was totally nervous but I feel like after the first I don't know hour it was all like you settle in yeah this is fine this is totally fine we'll survive right um meredith before i let you go is there anything else you want to clear up from the season or let people know uh or anything you want to promote well of course you know i always want to promote my brand why wouldn't i um you know meredithmarks.com and we have uh my store in park city which is amazing and fun and has some some items a lot of um can we order online can we order so most things are available online. We have a few things in the store that we haven't put online yet. Um, just because we did, you know, like we did some hashtag blessed on that one, um, sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff. Like that. And I did a really small quantity to make sure everything was right first. So we didn't even put those online yet. We will though when we get the bigger delivery. Um, so yeah, of course that and clearing things up. I mean, you know, I, I, I think there are a lot of just kind of holes in the situation by virtue of everyone not knowing us before this. And of course, like I said, because it's snippets. And so I think that, you know, things will just get filled in more and more as we move forward, you know, because they get to know all of us better. And I don't know. I mean, one thing I will say is Brooks and I were not lying. That's all, you know, that that's probably the thing I would like to clear up the most. We were 100% telling the truth. I'm excited uh, to see more, and I, I'm devastated that this show is coming to a close this season. But I know we're going to be seeing much, much more of you guys, and 
uh, I just want to thank you so much for opening up and being such a good sport about my impression. And um, thank you. Well, can we get one before I go? I'm not engaging. I'm done engaging <laughs> in the conversation. I don't <laughs> Can we get... It's so good. Can it we get you to so say... Good. Can I get you to say, like, I'm done engaging with everything iconic? I'm done engaging with everything iconic. <laughs> Meredith, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. This was so much fun, and I hope to be back again. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Allison, Janney, uh, what a delight. I'm the biggest fan of yours. You're a queen, an icon, and a legend. So this is such an honor to talk to you. How are you doing today? Danny, I'm, I'm good. Aside from a few technical glitches, I'm I'm good, and I'm happy to be uh, doing this, uh, albeit virtually. It's it's nice to talk about a project that I, I had a lot of fun doing. So, right. Well, you're obviously great in everything you do, and you've tackled so many genres. And I wonder, is there something? This is a dark comedy, and there's so many other elements to it. But is there a genre or something that you haven't uh, quite done yet that you're dying to get to? You know, um, I I have. There are a couple of them. Um, I would love to do a, a period piece. Um, I would uh-huh. love to do a, a, an action movie, an action thriller, and that may be coming up in my future. We'll see if uh, COVID behaves itself. Um, and other than that, I'd be just, you know, the, the dark comedy genres I really do love. I love sinking my teeth into those. I just find them enormously rewarding and, and fun to, to work on. I mean, speaking of dark comedy, one of my all-time favorite movies ever is Drop Dead Gorgeous. And <laughs> it was so exciting to see you and Ellen Barkin have a little moment in this movie. Um, do, you, uh, do you hear from a lot of people who really love Drop Dead Gorgeous? I mean, do you realize the fever it has or... I do. I love that that movie has uh, carried on and been, uh, you know, gotten a, a lot of people are a big fan club of that movie. And it makes me really happy because uh, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun to do. And Ellen Barkin was amazing to get work to work with. And I'm so happy she came to play with us on, on Yuba County. And uh, I think I did a post of the two of us together and a shout out to all the drop dead gorgeous fans. But that, that movie was just, 
Yeah, that's that's a good one. I want you guys to do like a limited series or something that you're two characters from it where we get to see you two again because it was just so good. Loretta, um, oh. well, I can't even remember what was Ellen's character's name at the beer can. The oh. most smartest, the most the smartest. most smartest. Or I loved. Are we on Caps again? <laughs> oh, Allison, it's so good. Uh, so in this movie, your character is obsessed with uh, a talk show. And I wondered, what are some of your pop culture obsessions? Like, do you have any, are there any TV shows, movies that you just love? You know, I'm a huge uh, Seinfeld, Modern Family gal, um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I'm dating myself here, but i um, you know, I'm a Dayton, Ohio girl. So Phil, Phil Donahue started. I'm a Solon, Ohio gal. I'm from Solon just outside of Cleveland. Okay. Buckeye. Yeah. Yeah. So I love my Phil Donahue and then Oprah. I love the talk shows. Um, Me too. um, I loved, I remember watching, you know, Sally, Jesse, Raphael and, uh, you know, um, gosh, even Merv Griffin for heck's sake, Johnny Carson. I, Right. You know, they're, 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 yeah, I was into all of them. Yeah, I was a huge Rosie O'Donnell fan growing up. It was like my Bible. Oh, good. Rosie, too. Yeah, I got to be on her show a couple times, I think, too. And she got to be on, she acted with me on Mom, too. She said she was been on a couple times with us. I love it. Allison, yeah. real quickly, I know I have to wrap, but is there a role that you look back on that you're most proudest of that you've done? Like, is there something you, you think, wow, I... Really loved that one. Well, I'm glad I did. I mean, Drop Dead Gorgeous is a lot of fun for me to look back on. And then, um, you know, of course, uh, CJ in the West Wing, she was a great, great character to get to play. And I'm very proud of that one. I'm proud of all of my, all of my children. (laughs) Well, just, I I know I have to wrap. We only had a couple minutes here, but I'm just your biggest fan. And I want to thank you for all that you've given to us. And this movie is fantastic. And, Thank you from the bottom of my heart for thank, all of the entertainment. Thank you so much for saying that. It means a and, lot to me. And by the way, the, the Way Way Back too, you're, I mean, I could name a hundred movies that you're brilliant in, but The Way Way Back. Yeah, I know. I love, love, love that movie too. That was another good, good experience because I, cause we all lived together doing that one in Marshfield, Mass. It was so fun. Amazing. <laughs> thank you. Allison, thank, thank you for the time. Thank you. On the show, I have a Wiley who's in this new documentary on HBO Max that I just, I loved it. Uh, first of all, Wiley, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. And I'm excited to talk to you about this movie. Um, first of all, tell people a little bit what it's about. Um, I still am trying to figure out what it's about, but it's basically about like three young people in Los Angeles and they um, and sort of just their journey into fame and Nick Bilton's the director and he um a lot of it is him buying bots and trying to turn us into influencers and kind of just exposing influencer culture it's pretty good I loved it yeah yeah and you're one of the young people and it was so interesting to me because I think um a lot of people just don't realize oftentimes when you look at an account on Instagram and you see they have thousands of followers and uh, oftentimes those people have bought their following, bought the comments, bought the likes. And so this movie really exposes that. And um, I, I found that super fascinating. And I'm glad it's sort of being exposed. I, I feel like I've always been able to tell uh, if you look at the engagement on a post and it seems super generic-y, like if it just is like a heart or a, or yeah. 
you know, something very generic. Like, you could yeah. tell that uh, they were like a go girl kind of thing. Yeah. No, yeah. That was my issue is that there were so many, and not an issue, just that it was so hard for Nick to sort of time the bots, likes and comments with our posts. So we just looked like fools sometimes um, with like two likes and two comments, but like 400,000 followers kind of thing. And you were, out of the three of you, you were the one who sort of left the experience saying, okay, I don't feel comfortable about this. Explain that. Um, I mean, I feel like the whole experiment put us sort of in like a pressure cooker, kind of, you know, with the whole Instagram culture. And it really just increased like the trolls, the bots, the likes, the comments, all that stuff. So, you know, I took away from the experience. I actually don't mind Instagram at all anymore. Like it's fine. Like I posted like a t-shirt yesterday for Chris, the other guy. And I was like, I could sleep easy knowing I posted it and it was fine. But, um, a lot of people take it really seriously. And I just realized that I don't need to do that. And I was one of the people taking it really seriously too. Right. Right. Well, I think you can easily get wrapped up into it. I mean, I I remember when I started posting consistently, I was making memes on Instagram and it was, it, it felt and it sounds so gross to say, but it, it can feel like a full-time job just monitoring yes, yeah. all of it. Well, and I'm curious if you notice sort of the difference between, uh, I don't know if it's right to generalize it in this way, but like gay Instagram versus like basic Instagram, fashion Instagram, all these sort of different subsets. What of did you course, notice? So that was a, no, yeah, that was a conversation that the directors and sort of the other social media managers had with each of us. And of course, they're like, all right, Wiley, the gay boy, you'll be getting like the gay Instagram persona. I was like, that's fine. Like, I don't mind that at all. But it is very easy to generalize all those like subjects and topics. And it was really interesting. I mean, I felt so disgusting and so slutty just posting all these little shirtless naked photos all day long. But I mean, if it's what the people want and it gets the likes, like it's all fine by me. And did you notice, did you start to learn kind of like what, what would be successful? What wouldn't be successful? Yes. So they gave us some tips and I will say that, you know, all the tips they gave us, I like would roll my eyes and I was like, that's ridiculous. But now that we're sort of living it right now, I like kind of go back and to and think back on what they told us. And it's like post every day, engage with your followers. I'm like, all right, like I can do that. It's fine. And I will say they were right. It does work. Right. Right. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Yeah, I think um, 
I, I once heard consistency is key. So like if you want to uh, gain a following, you really do have to be almost post annoyingly on there and not so annoyingly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you feel like you're doing it too much, but you really have to do it every day. It's shameless. I know. I mean, I go back to, I had to do this photo shoot for content because we had no content and they hired a photographer and he was taking photos of me like on the Venice beach and everything like golden hour pre COVID like covered it with people. And it was just humiliating watching people watch me get my photo taken and everything. It was crazy. That was the worst part, I think. And what's your experience with Instagram now? How are you feeling about it now? Um, I don't mind it. I mean, I really don't. There was a there was one girl they interviewed during the whole um, casting call and she said she's like I feel like I would be more authentic if I had more of a real following and I actually like do believe that now that we're sort of getting followers and it's nothing crazy but I'm like it's I feel like I can do whatever I want you know right what's the feedback been since the I mean it just got on HBO Max very recently but have you heard from people who've seen it yeah, I've heard from some people and I think it's good feedback. I'm happy. I think all three of us came out really well and um, I've gotten some like crazy, you know, the troll that's in it. Um, he like texted me a bunch. He's like, oh my God, like I didn't mean that. I was like, it's fine. Like chill, honey, as I said. But I was like, it's not a big deal. Um, are you finding people sliding into your DMs, like gay men sliding in? Yeah, it's, I mean, I wasn't that surprised by it because it's like they told us that would happen, but it is funny watching the DM roll in. Right. It's part of the experience. Yeah. So Wiley, uh, anything else you want to share about this, uh, this movie fake famous it's on HBO max. I think it's fantastic. Anything else you want to share with listeners about it? No, I was going to say I was so bummed out though, because I was listening to your podcast this morning and I didn't realize that you already reviewed Salt Lake City and I have an entire list of notes on the episode, oh my God. on well, the finale. Good. Give me your, give me some notes. Okay. Give well, the some... first one was the Joy comment when she goes, got it, Joy. I gasped out loud. Justice for Joy. I, I know, honestly. Joy this oh my I was God. like, I would not last five minutes at that choir practice. Also, what the fuck was going on? Like, I mean, the people were so mean, or she was so mean to the people. I'm like, you need to get out of that congregation. Like, there's... No- I know. In well, what world is that okay? I shirt that said, amen. I was like, amen. <laughs> um, I loved when Coach Shaw said that Jen would be his little princess forever. That was my favorite part. I want to be Coach cute. Shaw's princess. I, I love I love him. I love He's him. He's cute. I like him. He is cute. Um, the stanchions. I mean, I just had to reference. That was just a word, a buzzword I wrote down from the episode. Right. People had messaged me about stanchions because I didn't mention Did you know it. what it I was? Didn't mention, I didn't before. know what it was. No, I didn't know. And so people were, yeah. Um, I didn't know what it was. I don't think the majority of the population knows what it is. If you had to rate the women post now we still have the reunion to go but like where do they rank on your list i was so nervous you were gonna ask that but i i would definitely put heather number one but i kind of want to put jen shaw's number one um because she's carried this whole season on our back i honestly yeah. think I two that. i respect that yeah and then two i would put lisa or meredith i love i love them all i love all the ladies but yeah. definitely heather and then jen are my top two uh, Wiley, this was so fun. I'm I'm glad we got to chat a little bit about Salt Lake City. And where can people know, find yeah. you on on Instagram? <laughs> um, right, Instagram. My handle's Wiles. It's W Y L E Z Z Z three Z's. Wiley, thank you. And so check much. out, yeah, and check out Fake Famous on HBO Max. Fake Famous, honestly, I thought it in. was it was fantastic. I'm so fascinated by all of the Instagram social media culture, and I thought it did a really good job of 
of breaking a lot of it down. And, and oftentimes with social media, I think we're so quick to compare ourselves to other people. And I, I hope that this documentary uh, makes people step back a little bit and realize totally. that uh, what they see isn't always real. And you just, you can't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. 